the best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Up now we have the lunchtime doctor with Dr. Safiya Mohammed. Welcome to the program, Dr. Mohammed. Good afternoon, Tuska. Good afternoon, Trinidad and Tobago, and all of our listeners across the globe. Over the weekend, we had some messages from persons in Miami, Fort Lauderdale specifically, and across Canada. In fact, the person said that they are a loyal listener from Toronto, and we have quite a listenership there. So a warm good afternoon to all those tuned in today to your lunchtime doctor. As always, this is the medical program where we get to dissect those challenges that you are experiencing, help you identify those red flags, and of course, strategies to optimize your health, encouraging you and giving you that empowerment to take the next step. As always, on the Lunchtime Doctor, we also encourage you to share with us what's on your lunchtime plate. Let me know if I can get a bite of that and if it's Dr. Saf approved. If you are eating a healthy lunchtime plate. And of course, to all those who would like to share their medical labs, we may not be able to dissect all. If you're able to send in a photo to the WhatsApp, base or Tusker, whoever's there is going to share with you our numbers for both the WhatsApp and to connect with us on the lines. Over to you, Tusker. I be our bases in here. Good afternoon to you, Doc. Six minutes after 12 o'clock. Our number 627-3223. 625-2257, just saw the phone lines are ringing already. And of course, saw the WhatsApp messages, 306-1065. Of course, we'll be in a listen to here on Freedom 106.5 FM, Sangeet 106.1 and Sky 99.5. Let's take our first call. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the Lunchtime Doctor. Good afternoon, Lunchtime Doctor. Um, I hope you're hearing me clearly, okay? Yes, Hello? we're hearing you clearly. Okay. Um, yes, so um, lately I've been getting a, a, a sort of taste, tasteless taste in my mouth. I, I used to always have a healthy appetite with a, a tremendous taste for food, you know, the kind of food I eat, vegetarian food and healthy food. But um, oh, lately this, this tasteless taste is, is coming, uh, you know, um, under my tongue like, and it's 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 you know if even as I drink water, it it doesn't have a, it you know it it is like irritating a bit because it's tasteless and it you know even even though I drink some um, healthy food juice, it it it's no taste. So I don't know. I, I'll stay on the line to dialogue with you. I don't know. Um, I'm not um diabetic. I'm not not high high. Um, I don't have high blood pressure. Um, and those kind of things, I am a healthy person um, uh, at 70 years old, you know. And um, I was wondering if you could give me a little advice on this. Most so definitely. I'll be line with you. Perfect. So you can, hold, you can come off the line because we're going to chat. You're going to hear all about this. So this particular, thank you so much, caller, for messaging or calling in, sorry, about this symptom. We've not actually discussed this, so it's something I'm keen to discuss. When someone is experiencing a loss of sense of taste, it is a legitimate symptom. 
there's an actual medical term. So like here's where you can take your little notebook and write down. It's called Augeisia, A-G-E-U-S-I-A. And it's re- referenced as this loss of sense of taste. Now, here's what most people got, are familiar with when they talk about loss of taste. And I don't know if this is your scenario. It was one of the signs and symptoms that most, some of the variants of COVID-19 presented with this decreased sensitivity to taste. I'm not saying that this is your diagnosis, but this is where this sensation, this loss of taste came forward. That being said, it's also associated to other viral infections, just like COVID-19. So if one is experiencing the flu as an influenza H1N1, you may also experience this loss of taste. It's also associated to if there's any sort of infections within the sinuses. So an ENT doctor would be useful if there's an infection in the throat, so a pharyngitis. All of those are your typical reasons. And then last but not least is any sort of periodontal disease. As we get younger, wiser in life, there tends to be that association of um, periodontal disease within the gums that the dental physicians need to check on. I'm glad you gave us that insight that at 70 years, you're not diabetic and you're not hypertensive. Great. I'm happy to hear that. I don't know when was your last check, but if your last check is at least over a year ago, I would encourage you, please return to getting those evaluations, at least your blood pressure and, of course, your HbA1c, just to rule out because diabetes and hypertension are also some of the non-communicable diseases that are associated to agatia. Another thing I want you to consider, and this is something you can consider from home today, there can be nutritional deficiencies such as vitamin B12 and zinc. And what we do know with our aging population is that their appetite tends to be decreased and they may not get all of the nutritional benefits from the foods they're eating and this is where multivitamin is definitely should be included as part of their regime so anything with a b12 or zinc would also help in terms of reducing this particular symptom now here's the last thing i want you to consider you did say you're not diabetic or hypertensive. You didn't say what else are the medical conditions. But we have, us in the healthcare profession, have noticed this particular symptom as a side effect to some of the medications we may prescribe for hyperthyroidism and a couple other autoimmune diseases. So yes, this symptom is not to be taken lightly. I'm so glad you noted it. Right here on the Lunchtime Doctor, we talk about ensuring you know your body. I want you to take one more step forward and get it checked out. It could be something as simple as a nutritional deficiency, which you can fix just by proper eating habits or a multivitamin. Or it might be something a little more sinister that requires a few more investigations. Either which way, please get it checked out. Hope that answers your question. All right, good afternoon, doctor. Is diabetes reversible? Can herbal supplements help like berberine? 
<laughs> Great question. Now, I'm sorry to be the person breaking this bad news. Yes, there are persons who are not medically trained and not medically researched that likes to use that tagline, the diabetes is reversible. That's absolutely not the case. And it's not that we're being negative. Diabetes is manageable. And the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago, the president, all the technical advisors, of which I am one, will echo that statement. Diabetes is manageable. But once the body has reached that level of pathology, as in either the cells are not producing enough insulin or the glucose metabolism has been compromised, that damage cannot be reversed. However, it certainly can be well managed. It can be well managed with your medications. It can be well managed by very consistent, tight, healthy eating habits, what you're eating, your nutrition, your exercise, your stress management. Berberine is a new, I would say a relatively um, new uh, superfood on the market and, and sometimes some persons call it flavor of the month. So when we talk about berberine in particular, it is it, it has not first and foremost been well researched. So we do need to have a little bit more research on it. Yes, there are significant health benefits because it's related to all of the berry type products. And we're familiar. Blueberries, strawberries have greater multi, um, antioxidant benefits. And similarly, like berberine. So berberine is also known to be a powerful antioxidant. It can support your glucose metabolism and help reduce the effects of high sugars in the body, but it is not recommended as the only source of management. And I'm also reading information here from John Hopkins Medical Institute, which is a premier institute in the US. So while it does have, berberine does have great health benefits, Please, you can use it in conjunction with your typical medical management. Hope that answers your question. Right, let's take another call here. Afternoon. Good afternoon, doctor. Uh, suffering with low pressure about a week. And um, I always suffering with heart. I've taken about seven different tablets. I wonder, if, does the pressure get very low if that will cause um, upset not from the would go down right down to the stomach and the next thing um yes like if you leave fish in the pot for too long like about five hours if that could give you a food poisoning Thank you so much for those two very important questions. Let me answer the last one first because that one almost took my breath away. Yes no food especially fish should remain on the stove uh, for more than say one to two hours maximum after it's been cooked even if it's just cooked you still want to package it and make sure it doesn't stay out to the elements five hours is a little too much fish has a number of pathogens yes it's cooked so most of those pathogens would have been destructured However, you're keeping it outside in the elements, so it may go bad. Package it, return it to the fridge, return it to a place of secure environment. Now, let's go to the first question. 
believe me, my dear, I understand the need for taking those 10 tablets. I don't know if you had a recent heart episode or a recent heart attack, heart attack and been hospitalized because that's typically when someone is prescribed on all of those medications. Yes, some of them can have side effects that will make you feel nauseous. How do you know if it's in medications versus a chest pain or reflux? It's key to always take your medications with food or with something to drink, preferably something warm so it helps that digestion process. Of course, your healthcare professional will let you know which tablets are for the morning. Some heart medications are specifically for the night. So you're not taking all at the same time. Here's some great advice that I think you'd be happy to hear. You can reduce the number of medications you're on just by paying attention to what you're eating. Completely cutting out salt and of course watching the amount of processed and fried and introducing some exercise. And I'm saying this because I've done it with my patients. We were able to reduce the total amount of medications and consistently get say, about five or six. One, you must be taking some sort of anticoagulant like aspirin. Hopefully, I would suggest take the enteric coated aspirin. Sometimes when one collects the CDAP medication, it may not be the enteric coated and the, in, the non-enteric coated can definitely affect the gut and that may cause as well the side effect of you feeling nauseous. So make sure you're taking the enteric coated aspirin and a proton pump inhibitor which is like your omeprazole or pantoprazole. You must be taking some medication to reduce the cholesterol. Any patient with high blood pressure whether they have a normal cholesterol or not should be on a cholesterol lowering medication because any amount of cholesterol can be like sludge in the arteries then of course there are the medications to reduce the blood pressure and improve the cardiac functioning some persons with high blood pressure have a complication of kidney disease so that means they have peripheral circulation defaults and they may need to be on a diuretic so those are just six i mentioned the specific medications that tend to be primary and then there would be the additional medication based on the complication work with your healthcare professional i can guarantee you you can reduce the amount, but it takes effort on your part. And here's another bit of information to all our new listeners who don't know some of the backstories I tend to share. My own mother, who is, <laughs> has worked tremendous amount of years, 40 years in the education sector, been a principal, sorry, teacher, vice principal, principal, acting principal, all those different educational roles, served on a number of boards. Unfortunately, she had a heart attack. She's still alive, thank God, today. But that's because of prompt surgery and very strict management. So now I'm like the principal to her. And she was able to reduce because when she started with quite a few medications, she was able to reduce the number of medications just by making sure she's eating right, eating on time, including exercise every day, and of course, cutting down on that salt. So I'm not just giving you advice. 
from what I give my patients. I'm giving you advice to what I do with my own mom, who I want to keep her on for quite a while because she's very loved by her grandson. So I hope you take take heed of this advice. And of course, start today to all of our listeners. Know that you have that power, that control to make a difference in your life, your health. Just by watching what you're eating and your exercise and staying consistent with the medication. So, my dear, I hope that answers your question. Feel free to send us any messages. Let us know what your results are. Give us an update in a a couple weeks or so. Or just let us know how you are going. All right, folks, of course, uh, 627-3223-625-2257. We take some calls before we go back to the WhatsApp messages. You're listening to The Lunchtime Doctor. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Doctor. Your caller from Pinal. Doc, um, what I have observed, because my, both my parents, uh, gra- both my grand- sets of grandparents are from the same village, what I have observed, since we are all related now, um, is that people are dying in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, which means parents and children are dying at the same time. And the people in their 80s and 90s would have lived a different way in their youth as opposed to us, who came into the oil boom era, and we ate all kinds of chunk. And some of the people of my generation and 10 years younger, and in my 60s, they're trying to fight the foolishness with medicine and exercise and magic bullets and all kinds of, uh, you know, magic preparations and so on that they pay a lot of money for. Um, I think you just you know, emphasize the importance of uh, diet and lifestyle. But precisely what it is, is in dispute. Um, I have found that um, a vegan diet, an educated, sensible vegan diet, to be extremely effective. And I, I want to know why it is that if we don't have to eat meat, right, why are we still eating it at all when there are some drawbacks to it? Thank you. Thank you so much, Carla. This is one of our loyal listeners. So you are quite right. Our lifestyle factors, that's why these diseases, diabetes, hypertension, are called lifestyle diseases. In fact, Harvard two years ago, it's a degree I'm pursuing, introduced a whole entire specialty called lifestyle medicine. So important it is. And yes, what our our grandparents, great-grandparents would have advised us on is not the lifestyle we are living today. When it comes to the vegan diet, it is indeed one that prevents one from these high cardiovascular risks. And that's because you're eliminating meat, which has a high amount of saturated fat, and you're introducing, obviously, much more fruits and vegetables. So the person who's on the vegan diet tends to must find sorry you know proteins all of their sources of nutrients from fruits and vegetables it is very much possible from your legumes etc however not all persons are on as they say done that bandwagon or on that ship and some persons just like cutting out a bad habit may find it difficult those who are not on a vegan diet that's okay because they're still healthy meats, your lean meats, your salmon, your seafood, etc., that you can utilize more of 
versus the ones that have the high saturated fats. And we're familiar with those red meat, pork, etc., processed foods. So we are familiar with it. Whether persons are do want to subscribe to this diet, that will never be something a healthcare professional will strongly advise. We recommend healthy eating. Of course, vegan diet does come with some side effects in terms of there are nutrient deficiencies and the vegan persons who are on the vegan diet must ensure that these nutrients are indeed utilized or incorporated either in multivitamins or in some other source. So there's always two sides of the coin, but you're very correct when you say those that are vegans have a healthier lifestyle. There's enough research to show it. Everything as always in balance and in moderation. Hope that um, message resonates with yourself and, of course, to all those tuned in. All right, lunchtime, doctor, folks. Uh, good afternoon, caller. Good afternoon. Yeah, um, the pressure is very low for one week. If they're caught in the arm, um, the upsetness in the, in the throat and stomach, like a painful thing. Thank you so much for letting us know. Um, if you can give us the value, that'd be great. But anytime your blood pressure is low or high, please, I want to encourage you, go straight to the health center. A low blood pressure puts you at a risk of either feeling dizzy, easier to have falls, and those things can have worsened complications. So please, I don't want you to just stop taking your medications because that can now cause a, the opposite effect and skyrocket your blood pressure. Just present to your health center or at least be reviewed by a healthcare professional. I hope that answers your question. Folks, and of course, coming up, we will have your tip. Your compliments our friends at Dalton Brong Optometrist. Your eyesight is everything. Let the experts at Dalton Brong Optometrist take care of it for you. Dalton Brong Optometrist uses the highest quality technology to provide a range of eye exams, OCT testing, pathology screening, visual field testing, glaucoma screening, and more. Just ask. Dalton Brong Optometrist also provides a range of stylish and practical spectacle frames and glasses. They also provide soft contact lenses, colored contact lenses, and hard contacts, all to meet your needs. Contact Dalton Brong Optometrist today at 667-3115 for your consultation. Visit them on social media, Dalton Brong Optometrist, and check out their location at the corner of Queen and Susano Streets out there in Arima. We return to our WhatsApp messages, the lunchtime doctor. Good afternoon, doctor. A redness under the breast, also the skin tear. It's very red and sore. Asking for my patient, she is 84 years old. Thank you so much for letting us know. Now, that tissue there, that area, that skin, just under the breast, is can be very sensitive. It may be some sort of skin inflammatory reaction because many times, based on the clothes that one is wearing, there can be that irrit irritant from the clothes, especially in the creases. Also, keep in mind, as one ages, the skin loses either collagen elastin and all of that can present with this redness last but not least we must ensure that any changes to the skin especially around the breast area is to ensure that 
breast cancer is ruled out. You see, breast cancer can present with scarring on the skin, nippling, and of course, there's this crinkled effect of the skin. So make sure all of that is ruled out. Thank you so much for messaging and asking about your patient. Either which way, let's take her to a healthcare professional and get it properly checked out. All right. Good afternoon, doctor. I'm having a pain in my lower right side on the back since last week of December. Go on. And I did an x-ray. They said it's a muscle spasm. The doctor, what do I do for this? I'm 34 years old. Thank you so much for going to the healthcare professional and at least ruling out any sort of major pathologies. Unfortunately, you're still here with the pain because it's a muscle spasm. And yes, muscle spasms can present with quite debilitating pain. I'm pretty certain you're already on some sort of pain medication as in a muscle relaxant. And you may be on an NSAID, your non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. But here are a couple of things, exercises that can certainly ease that pain. First and foremost, let's go into the preventative side. Let's look at your ergonomics. If you are at a desk, seated, you want to make sure you have proper lumbar sacral support on your chair. Even if you're driving, there are those curved or arched cushions that you can place to give that lower part of the spine some support. You see, all those muscles, either... Um, connecting to the spine and then coming out on the, sorry, not the spine, your vertebral column, and then moving outwardly. So if there's any sort of bad positioning, bad ergonomics, it definitely will cause this muscle spasm. A couple other things that can help, your warm or cold patches, the gel packs in particular, that can help ease the inflammatory process. And last but not least, some physiotherapy. Do not ever underestimate the healing power of just simple stretches. While you are doing those stretches, make yourself comfortable, wear comfortable clothes. You can have a, either a yoga mat, a mat on the ground. Please don't let it be a mat as you're going to slip and slide and then cause more trouble. One that has some grips and those stretches you can get from, say, any YouTube channel or your physiotherapist based on the location of the pain. Those stretches, make sure you breathe through them. Some persons hold the stretch and deny their body oxygen. Those physiotherapy can certainly help relieve some of that pain. Hope it definitely helps and call us and let us know what your progress is. All right, Doc, we just uh, read this here and then we could come back with the tip if that's okay with you. Most definitely. All right, it's so, just about 12.30. All right, okay. So remember, it's been brought to you with the kind compliments of Dalton Brong Optometrist. Remember, your eyesight is everything. Let the experts at Dalton Brong Optometrist take care of you. Dalton Brong Optometrist uses the highest quality of technology to provide a range of eye exams, OCT testing, pathology screening, visual field testing, glaucoma screening, and more. Just ask. Dalton Brong Optometrist also provides a range of stylish and practical spectacle frames and sunglasses. They also provide soft contact lenses, colored contact lenses, and hard contacts, all to meet your needs. 
Uh, contact Dalton Brown Optometrist today at 667-3115 for your consultation. Visit them on social media at Dalton Brown Optometrist and check out their location at the corner of Queen and Susano Streets in Arima. Thank you so much, Dalton Brown Optometrist, for this eye care health tip. And we want to extend our congratulations of being 40 years in the eye care services. A question we always ask, what are some of the best nutrients, vitamins for eye health? Well, according to American Ophthalmologist and Optometric Association, some of the best vitamins to help improve your eye health can be found in the meals we eat. Carotenoids in particular, your lutein, helps in protecting the eye from oxidative stress. You can source that from your green leafy vegetables like spinach and of course carrots. This is important to allow the retina, the part of the back of the eye, which transmits light to the, that enters into the eye to the brain in functioning in a proper functioning retina so you can improve your eye health just by eating green leafy vegetables your spinach your kale your carrots and improving your lutein your carotenoids in the body another important mineral is zinc this antioxidant helps fight large number of free radicals found within another part of the eye the macula Eliminating these free radicals and promoting the antioxidants can also reduce your age-related macular degeneration and ensure that you have your visual acuity. You can source zinc from your meals just by either nuts, seeds, shellfish, shellfish seafood, especially salmon to get your satisfying dose of zinc. So keep in mind, you can help improve your eye health just by the foods you eat. This eye health tip is brought to you by Dalton Brown Optometrists. All right, thank you there very much, Doc. Hi, good day. I'm a 50-year-old female, and every month before and during my period, my blood pressure goes up to 167 over 94 and down back as normal after. What can I do at home to keep, uh, keep up the great work, Doc? Thank you so much. So first and foremost, with this blood pressure, I hope you're on some medications. Just like diabetes, once the pressures start to become elevated, it can continue to get progressively worse. Here's the things you can do at home. First, ensure you're well hydrated. Most times, a person is dehydrated, not taking their full two liters of water, and that will reduce the blood volume and thereby increase your blood pressure. You want to watch what you're eating, reduce the amount of salt. Sometimes just a five-minute exercise or decompression or de-stressing exercise like meditation, just going into calm can help you bring down the blood pressure. In fact, last week I did some training with some executives and we did that one minute breathing exercise. They check their heart rates before it and then they check their heart rate thereafter. If I had the blood pressure kit, I'm certain the blood pressure would have been reduced as well because all of their heart rates were reduced after just one minute of deepened but calming breaths. Many times, 
not just Trinidadians, persons across the globe, only using one-third of their lung capacity with very shallow breaths. So simple little exercise, easy to remember. Breathe, four, five, six. Four seconds on your inhale, hold it for five, and then six seconds on the exhale. Do this for about five rounds. That's just about one minute. And you can actually see your heart rate coming calmer. What you're doing there is triggering your parasympathetic nervous system instead of the accelerated sympathetic nervous system, which will send up our heart rate and send up our blood pressure. Please, if the blood pressure continues to be elevated, go to your healthcare professional, get it checked out, and ensure you stay consistent with any treatment management that's instituted. Hope that answers your question. All right, let's have our WhatsApp message here. Hi, Doc. Good morning, morning. I just want to find out, like, if you have 15 minutes on a treadmill on the morning and 15 minutes on the evening is good enough. Thanks, I will listen off here. Thank you so much to whoever sent in that message. Yes, you have broken it down wonderfully. In fact, the recommendations is 30 minutes, three times a day, sorry, three times a week, and you've done 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon. But here's what I'm going to encourage you. Be progressive in your exercise. So if today you're doing it on the flat for this week, then next week, increase the angle, probably go 5 degrees, 10 degrees, probably increase the speed. Next week, keep increasing, keep adding a little layer more. So what you're doing is you're going to be improving your endurance. Make sure when you're on the treadmill, you have on proper shoes, proper grips, and of course, you are doing the proper form either if you're walking or jogging or even running. Hope that answers the question. And thank you for making sure you stay healthy. I love that exercise, Rishi. All right. Good afternoon, doctor. When is the best time to eat fruits and yogurt, etc.? Is it after meals or in between meals? <laughs> Any time for the day. In fact, yogurt and fruits can be your entire meal. What we recommend is because yogurt is a great probiotic, good for your gut health. If you're adding in your fruits, add a little bit of nuts in there as well. You can add your chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, so you're getting the high fiber. This now creates the perfect balanced meal. You can have it as your morning snack, your evening snack, all to maintain proper glucose metabolism. Some persons even have this as their full breakfast. Either which way, it's Dr. Saf approved. Dr. Saf approved, I like that. All right, Islamic <laughs> greetings to you. You're doing a great job. All right, bless you, doctor. I am 84 years old. I have sugar and pressure and the past 18 years with no problems. But it started now. My problem is my urine smells all the time. Please help me to recover this episode. Our second problem is I have a cyst on my kidney and it pains sometimes. Please help me to get rid of it. Thank you very much, Dr. Mohammed and Base. Thank you. You're all doing a great job. 
Thank you so much for your positive feedback. Now, here's the thing. Some persons who are diabetic or hypertensive and they have it under control by either their medications or what they're eating. And then as they age, may sense that they, it's, the control is not there. You see, aging on the whole reduces the certain metabolic effects, especially the thyroid function. So now we may need to do one more layer of investigations, the thyroid. You also mentioned about the urine now has an aromatator. That may be the high amount of glucose or fructose being filtered into it. And this definitely means we need to get your HbA1c checked and get your diabetes well under control. The cysts may be playing a role on complicating kidneys. Remember, the kidneys act like the process plant of the entire body and removes the extra toxins, the extra glucose, and too much circulating glucose can damage the kidneys. So that, in conjunction with ACIS, will definitely compromise your health. In terms of what help is needed, definitely an ultrasound of the kidneys so we can identify not only where the cyst is but what type of cyst it is because there are few kinds and then what those next steps would be some may need to be surgically removed some can use medical treatments to shrink the size of the cyst and of course you will then be advised on further investigations to at least assess something called your glomerular filtration rate as the functioning of the kidneys. If the kidneys start to function or malfunction or not function effectively, that affects every part of the body. All the medication you take must be processed in the kidneys. The high amount of glucose circulating in the body, the blood pressures can now affect the tubules of the kidney, these things affect the a kidney that is compromised can now impact upon every organ of the body so please have that courage take it one step further if your healthcare professional advise on surgery then that may be the next step hope i answered your question all right let's take a call here hello good afternoon welcome yes hello good afternoon hello yes go ahead sir with your question yes, yes good afternoon uh, welcome to the lunchtime no doctor Every morning, um, I will get up, I will brush my teeth, and I will probably have my coffee or tea, and I would feel no problem. But as soon as I drink water, I will start to feel nauseous, like I want to vomit. I don't know what could cause that. So the first thing that comes to... Yeah, thank you. First thing that comes to mind is let's make sure we are ruling out any sort of reflux. You see, as you mentioned, first thing in the morning, you're, you're coming off sleeping. And that may be the time when the gastric juices comes, returns, or, re, or as they say, reflux reverses up the esophagus because you were in this lying position. It may stay within the esophagus and then come to the back of the throat and that's when you may feel even more nauseous. You may be tasting the stomach acids. I want you to really get your, get uh, at least be assessed for good gastroesophageal reflux disease. 
Check and see if when you're sleeping in the night, if you elevate your head, probably a pillow or two, if that helps or eases it. And then first thing in the morning, instead of just having, um, say, water or anything, just have some room temperature water, either with a little a dash of honey and, of course, some cinnamon as your first drink in the morning. That may help start the peristalsis activity of the gut and definitely improve your gut health. Last but not least, we'd want to ensure there aren't any inflammatory markers. Sometimes after or some of the medications we may be taking may damage the gut lining. We may need to reintroduce some probiotics. You can get that in your gut. You can get that in your over-the-counter probiotics. So it's a few things that can lead to this feeling. Let's take it one step further and get it checked out. Hope I answered your question. All right, folks, Doc, as we hear at 15 minutes before 1 o'clock, let's talk about what's in our help plus for tomorrow. Most definitely. So tomorrow, we, you're going to be joining us on CNC3 Morning Brew, just about 7.30, 7.40. And in our Health Plus, we've decided to go back to basics. Last week, and even over the number of COVID-19 cases returning to our myth, some persons talk specifically about another variant. So we have taken a little bit of a deep dive on strengthening your immune system. Most persons have called in last week and asked that specific question. So in our Health Plus, we took it a little bit further and shared a little bit more for you to understand your immune system, what can strengthen it, what can boost it, especially as we're in this carnival season. So all of that and more, talking a little bit about your gut health as well and your immune system in your health plus tomorrow all right folks of course we await some more of your questions in your calls at 627-3223-625-2257 you're listening to the lunchtime doctor on freedom 106.5 fm sangi 106.1 sky 99.5 fm as well feel free to message our other frequencies and they will send your messages right to us in the meantime we are here for you at 306 five good day doctor i usually have uh, cold hands and feet sometimes in the morning what could this mean very important observation now first and foremost i would want you to get checked if it is indeed something related to your thyroid someone with high I oh sorry, as in lower levels of thyroid or some level of thyroid dysfunction. That is the first thing we rule out when it comes to cold hands and feet. Yes, our diabetics also have poor circulation and they may also experience cold hands and feet. So let's make sure we rule that out as well. There may also be associated neurological concerns when it comes to the temperature sensations. So there are a few things well that we must rule out. But let's make sure we take it one step forward and get it fully assessed. Hope that answers your question. All right, Doug, good afternoon. What causes numbness in your toes, big toes? So this is a question we answer, I think, every single week. This is something that we see in the clinics all the time. So I hope the person who sent any messages tuned in and listening. 
first and foremost, numbness, tingling, any sort of loss of sensation, the prickly feeling, some persons say the jujini, all of that is nerve damage. Nerve damage that will become progressively worse if it is not treated. It may be from diabetes as a complication of the high circulating glucose to the nerve endings in the peripheries. It may be high blood pressure. It may be some sort of neurological damage. It may even be autoimmune. It may be from previous trauma, sciatica, all of these concerns that may have affected the nerve endings will lead to this numbness. But please, this is not a sign and symptom to ignore because here's how it goes. It starts a little bit with pain. You may be sitting down and then as you move from the sitting to the standing position and you step on your feet, you feel that pain. You may feel a little tingling and the prickly feeling or some persons say the jujini. That's definitely nerve damage. The electrical conductivity to the ends of the nerves, they're no longer able to create those synapses. And then it may lead to complete loss of sensation where you're not even feeling things. So please, let's not get it to that level. See your healthcare professional, get assessed, get treated. Hope I answered the question. Good day, Doc. I'm a 61-year-old male. At night, my mouth becomes very dry. Great question. And I'm glad you're giving us your age. So we mentioned that early on in association with the loss of sensation in the mouth. It's similar type of pathologies. It may be diabetes, but it may also be some sort of periodontal disease. More commonly, it may be a gingivitis or some sort of inflammatory reaction with the sinuses, a sinusitis. It may even be a sore throat like a pharyngitis. All of these things are very treatable. So let's make sure you get it checked out because that feeling definitely is not a feeling you can continue throughout the day with. Indeed. Another question here, 10 minutes away from 1 o'clock. I have flaky eyelids together with red, a burning sensation in my eyes. What can you advise? Now, this is very, very important. Any sort of concerns with the eyelids and uh, that pain or um, discoloration on the skin around the eyes is something called an atopic dermatitis. I'm not too sure if it is indeed related to medications or drops, you didn't say if it was female or male, we do see this with our females who are putting on the lashes. They tend to have these concerns with their eyelids. If there's absolutely no triggers, then we must rule out some sort of skin condition. Like I just mentioned, the atopic dermatitis or rosacea. Please make sure you see your healthcare professional or you see a dermatologist if need be, so we can get to the root cause. If it is indeed a female, someone who uses the lashes, make sure it's properly placed on. The cosmetologists, the aestheticians, the makeup artists, they tend to use a glue to place the lashes on. After you've used it and you're, you're removing it, make sure it's properly 
cleansed and removed. Now, I'll give you my own trade secrets because I do when I have to do either different social events or go out. Sometimes for those public events, I do have on some of the amplified lashes. The minute I reach home, I'm using a specific makeup cloth remover with warm water and I'm properly cleansing the eyelid and properly removing any remnants of glue. All of those things can worsen or cause this flaky eyelashes or pain or discoloration around the eyelashes. I hope that answered the question. And once again, we've been brought to you with the kind compliments of the Dalton Brown Optometrist. Your eyesight is everything. Let the experts at Dalton Brown Optometrist take care of it for you. Dalton Brown Optometrist uses the highest quality technology to provide a range of eye exams, OCT testing, pathology screening, visual field testing, glaucoma screening, and more. Just ask. Dalton Brown Optometrist also provide a range of stylish and practical spec frames and sunglasses they also provide soft contact lenses colored contact lenses and hard contacts all to meet your needs contact Dalton optometrist today at 667-3115 for your consultation visit them on social media at Dalton Brown optometrist and check out their location at the corner of Queen and Sozano streets out there in Arima and we want to extend to all of our listeners, if you have specific eye care concerns, you can send us a message directly to the WhatsApp and we'll get those concerns to our friends at Dalton Brown Optometrist and they're sure to answer your questions. You see, eye complications happen in our diabetics and our hypertensive cases and so many con concerns. So we want you to be safe and sorry. Make sure you get your comprehensive eye examination before it reaches to the complications. So any of our listeners with questions, you can send it into our WhatsApp and we'll have our friends at Dalton Brown Optometrist answer your questions, your eye health questions specifically. All right, of course, of course, 627-322-3625-2257. We have just about six more minutes. You're listening to The Lunchtime Doctor. Good afternoon. All right, let's take this call. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. There is symptoms of food poisoning and fish. Anybody? Thank you so much. So let's answer that question really quickly. One may feel any sort of gut disturbance. They may feel nauseous, vomiting. They may have an increase gut motility as in diarrhea you may even get unfortunate irregular abdominal cramps and pain that pain may be in the lower abdomen you may even have bloating all of that are signs and symptoms they can also be absolutely no sign and symptom just vomiting really either which way please get it checked out all right, good afternoon, doctor. What causes frequent migraine headaches? I'm so sorry that the person is experiencing migraine headaches because that could be quite debilitating. There are many, many, many triggers. I don't know if we'll have all the time at this point now to express all, but let me see how much I can cover. The more common triggers can be the environment, too much light, too much noise. Sometimes even aromas can trigger a migraine. Stress 
is your number one trigger for eating habits dehydration also triggers there are also foods that can trigger a migraine some persons may not particularly um, like or their body may not particularly tolerate dairy and milk products cheese in particular migraines can also be triggered by any sort of ear nose and throat infection migraines can also be triggered by vision disturbances so if there is some sort of compromise with your eye care with your eyesight that can also trigger a migraine there can also be neurological triggers so as you've heard there are quite a number of causes you can start if you're experiencing a migraine today just by adjusting your light source reducing the stimuli adjusting your noise source probably if need be placing a cold um, towel over the forehead and making sure it covers specific areas just at the lateral part of your eyes there's something called the temporal mandibular joint you want to ensure it covers there as well and of course you want to ensure it just covers either at the back of the head which is the occipital zone the cool rag or the cool that coolness can help ease the migraine because what it does it actually constricts some of the vessels understanding the pathology of migraine there's this dilation of the blood vessels as in a increased perfusion of blood flow to the brain caffeine can also be a trigger even chocolates can be a trigger so know your triggers and at home try to reduce as many triggers as you can see your healthcare professional get your eyes checked and ensure i can i can reassure you that there are sufficient treatment options out there to resolve your migraine completely hope that answered the question Market day, Doc. We just have about two and a half more minutes, folks. So getting ready for your WhatsApp, some WhatsApp messages in there. I want to take the time before we jump into the other WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Over this weekend, I had the opportunity of attending another NGO's 100 year celebration. So, to all the members of the Inner Wheel Club in St. Augustine, this is in association with Inner Wheel International. That particular NGO is associated with Rotary International. They celebrated their 100 year anniversary over the weekend. To all the members who continue to serve their communities, congratulations. We are Lord you and of course when I was there at this event many persons businesswomen businessmen from all across Trinidad and Tobago but a number of them from our southern land in San Fernando came up and shared that they played the program during their lunchtime hour for their staff members so to all those who are tuned in a special hello from your lunchtime doctor thank you so much from all of us here the tbc team for your loyal listenership all right let's just squeeze in this one there dead doctor how much uh, times of how many hours of sleep should one get per night excellent question it's not so much about the amount of hours but rather the quality of sleep so you can get 
four hours of sleep and that is sufficient the recommended amount is between six to eight hours of sleep but i'm yet to come across and cross paths with someone who gets the full six to eight hours so let's aim for say five to six hours quality sleeper where you're able to go into that relaxed mode where the body can actually hit the normal circadian rhythms hope that answers the question mm-hmm. all right doc that should be it for today we have just about seven more i seconds. think so yes so you if you can at morning brew cnc3 just about 7 45 for your tv health segments and then of course right back here 12 to 1 for your lunchtime doctor all right thank you very much doctor and thank you very much to our sponsor dalton brown optometrist remember to check them out at 667-3115 for your consultation they're located of course at the corner of queen and Susanna streets out there in arima you've been listening to the lunchtime doctor of course do enjoy the rest of your day. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.